0: Welcome to the last in our series, God of Wells, God of Laughter from the Lost Glory. I've really enjoyed teaching this series. It's a very powerful message, I believe. This week I want to unpack some lessons learnt from our last five weeks. In order to become a person who digs and maintains wells, we need patience, biblical patience. We need to continue to thirst and continue to press into God for more. There's a fruit of the Spirit which is called patience. and Most of us have a wrong concept of it. We think that patience means passively waiting for something to happen. Well, that's not really very productive, is it? The proper interpretation of patience is perseverance under pressure. Altogether, a different thing. In order to continue to get all that God intends for us, We need to know that we can outlast the enemy. And as we continue, sometimes under enormous pressure, as we continue to soak and receive in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit softens us up and the stuff that needs to come out comes out easier and the stuff that needs to go in goes in easier. We find ourselves being changed by the Holy Spirit, changed by God's love, cleaned up and fulfilled with more of him. God wants a beautiful bride for his son, and the journey is intimacy. Lessons from Isaac's character. Well, number one, Isaac, like his father, was a man of faith. And although there was a recession in the land, Isaac planted his seed and reaped a mighty blessing. Number two, when Isaac was opposed, He avoided strife and held no grudges or bitterness in his spirit. He just did not want to fight. Some Christians live their lives tied to past hurts and failures, consistently replaying those things in their minds instead of thinking on good, positive things. Number three, Isaac was always prepared to move on and not to stand still. This Christian life I've discovered is a journey and you only know you're moving when the scenery in your life keeps changing. I'm not talking about church hopping here. If you're called to a place, stay there and help to achieve the vision of the house. Enhance the ministry by finding your part in it. And if you are somewhere that you cannot serve, don't try and change them. Find a place that you can become a blessing. Some people stay on for years just trying to change things. Well, you know, it's not my job, it's not your job. Your job is to follow Christ. The Lord Jesus said to my wife and I many, many years ago, your job is to love them, not to change them. For if you love them, I'll do the changing. We just press on to lay hold of what Christ has got for us. And we're here to help and to learn. Number four, Isaac was a cheerful person. He developed a sense of humour. His name means laughter. His home must have been filled with good fun. Why do we take ourselves so seriously? What's the atmosphere around you? What's the atmosphere in your home? At work? What's the atmosphere with you and your friends? You know, we are on a journey. A journey, uh, the Bible tells us, towards a great harvest and a time when God's people will be sought out by those who are looking for a reality and at a time when they will be persecuted by those who wish to remain in darkness. The fact that Christ will come back is sure, whether it's in our lifetime or our children's lifetime. We don't know. Jesus said that the time was known only to the Father, but come again he will and at that hour when we do not expect. Scripture is very clear to keep on keeping our lamps lit and filled with oil. In preparation, the Holy Spirit is sending waves of blessing on the church to prepare God's people. And at the same time, God reveals his purposes more fully and restores things that were lost in stages. The current outpouring is going somewhere. Many people in churches are saying, well, what's next? As if God is a God of whims and fancies without purpose. And some are getting out of the river at the minute thinking that it's all over. But that's just the time when we need to learn to press into God, to exercise godly patience, which means perseverance under pressure. God's will is for a continuous stream of outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We are told to fill, be filled and continue to be filled. And as we soak up God's blessing week after week, we go deeper, and the deeper we go, the more changed we become. We need to exercise faith as the root of perseverance. God wants to fill the entire body of Christ with the Holy Spirit, and one day he will pour his Holy Spirit upon the whole earth, and it will fill the whole earth with his glory. I believe that this is a time we're living in of preparation, a time of getting ready for the next visitation, which will be a move of power. God cannot fill the church with his power in its present form, and so he wants to get her ready to handle it when it comes. There will be a day when the church will be required to be much more than Abraham faithful or Isaac laughter, but more like Israel, a prince powerful with God. We will have to exercise the principle of grabbing and holding on to God, as Jacob did, in order to get to the place where we experience the fullness of God's presence with us. What we need more than anything is godly persistence. We need to stay with it because God is taking the church somewhere. We need to continue week after week to soak in his presence, to drink in his love. It takes time to soften the ground enough to pull the weeds out and grow the flowers um I'm sitting here in my garden just thinking about the principle uh, of soaking in God's presence. We need to drink every day. It's not a head experience or a theological experience, but a living experience. So if you want to receive, well go ahead and receive in faith. Don't let anyone talk you out of intimacy with God. The things we need to look for in this time, which in my opinion is a time of transition, we need to be looking out for the church to rise up as a prince with God. We need to be on the lookout for a Jacob spirit because then comes power. We need to be also prepared for God to give us heart surgery or to end up walking with a limp and not to be afraid or to give up. We need to be faithful expectant and encouraging of one another, not fighting. Cultivate the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us. The character of Christ, wisdom of the Spirit, the knowledge of the Son, the grace of God will make mercy and love blossom in the desert. The Holy Spirit through us, the power and presence of God to bring the light to command blessings, to bring healing, miracles, and deliverance. The Holy Spirit upon us, bringing peace and righteousness to all that we do. Let me remind you of a few scriptures here. Romans 12, verse 9 says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn, and live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends, But leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And in doing this, you'll heap burning coals on his head. So don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, it's scriptures like that, that when we obey can bring us to maturity and if there's anything I've noticed in the last uh, certainly two or three years is that there's a new move of God, seems to be a wave of God trying to bring people uh, God's people to more maturity and if there's anything that I've discovered about Christianity that's really exciting is that it's all about intimacy it's all about intimacy with God, and that's the start and the finish. You know, God wants a relationship with you. And the more we uh, obey what Scripture says, the nearer we can get to God's heart. It's, um, it's a very interesting thing um, to discover, actually, that the garden that we're called to work on is the garden of our own hearts. And it is there where God dwells. You know, there's a lovely little scripture, I think I quoted it before, uh, saying um, something like, um, uh, the kiss of the sun for pardon and the song of the bird for mirth. One is closer to God's heart in the garden than anywhere else on earth. And uh, we're, we're discovering here at Folly's End that God wants to work on the garden of our hearts and to, to bring us to a place where we can really truly see the power of God manifest um, as uh, in healing and, and, uh, and, and miracles and, and restored lives and, and wonderful things. But we have to be people who will take responsibility for our own actions. And this is what these sort of scriptures will teachers, if we follow them. I've really enjoyed teaching this series, and it's uh, my uh, prayer that you'll join me again next week when we start another one. And in the meantime, look after yourselves and be kind to one another.